Hi everyone and welcome to season 4 episode 2 of the Amazing Rewatch. This is Sadie and Jessica and we're well, your hosts. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is we... that what you were going to say? Yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> trying to think of the word or how to start that but you know I'll get some more practice doing that I guess. Okay <laughs> we left off episode 1 or the season premiere as um, Steve and Deborah were eliminated and we were sad to see them go. But now we're starting episode two, and the first teams to leave this pit stop are Amanda and Chris, Steve and Josh, and Millie and Chuck. They all checked in as team number one together last episode and all won a Hawaiian vacation. They depart at 11.52 p.m., and their route info says travel to the Trampolino Olimpico, which is like an Olympic training center or something like Mm. that. It's one and a half miles away. Get into a van that will take you to the top of the hill, and you'll do snow rafting down the hill to get to your next route marker. So this hill looks like, I don't know, just some skiing training, like ski jump hill. I don't know. Yeah. It looks really steep. Yeah. It looks super fun, though. This task looks really fun. And only one team can be in the van at a time to go up to the top. What I was surprised was that it was operating at, like, midnight. Yeah, I thought that they would get there and be, like, operating hours, 7 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. But it seemed to just go all night. Yeah. So these teams in the Alliance all get there together, and they kind of just are, like, decide to go one after the other. And it looks And then fun. they wait for each other. Yeah. It looks fun. doesn't look hard. It looks a little steep, but it looks not too scary. Yeah. And I think... These, this first set of three teams, they walk to the place instead of taking oh, yeah. a taxi. It's only like a mile and a half. Yeah. If I was ahead, I probably would have just walked too. Yeah. I don't know. It's midnight in a strange city, so maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's also a very rich skiing city. I don't think anything <laughs> really dangerous is going to happen there. Yeah. So when they get to the bottom of that hill, the route marker says to travel to... The Pondel Guglia. Pontadella. Pontadella Guglia. I think I didn't write it down correctly because <laughs> it's not spelled that way on my notes. Well, that's why I. Did we talk about the subtitles already? Yeah. Well, that you. It's good to have them on. Yeah, yeah. But in the one of the episodes last season, I said when they have subtitles, it's easier to like know what they're saying. And then our cousin Lacey emailed us, and she's like, you know you can just watch it with subtitles all the time, right? (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah. So I've been watching it with subtitles, and it's way easier. Way better. Yeah. What a concept. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it says go to Ponte del Guglia, Guglia, which is a famous bridge in Venice, Italy. So you can get there only by train. There are two trains that depart at different times. So the first train station is closer. The it's Colazzo. only so yeah, the Colazzo train station. It's only a thirty minute drive from where they are, but the one that's farther has an earlier train. But they have to like pay to get there or like yeah. find a way to get there. And that one's Alpi. Yeah, the Alpi train station. But all the teams in this alliance decide to go to Colazzo train station, which I thought was weird. Like, why didn't they go to the farther one? It seemed like 
they didn't know yeah. that the other train would leave earlier. It doesn't seem like they knew any times of anything because they arrived at the train station. And I mean, it's not even like a indoor station, really. Yeah. Or the doors were locked because it was closed at the time. There wasn't anything outside to indicate what times anything were. So they're kind of just waiting. It almost seemed like they didn't even know that they could go to a different train station. Like they just assumed that they would leave from this one because it was the closest. Yeah, I don't know how the route info was worded specifically because, yeah, yeah, it seemed a little confusing. So the next team to leave was Cherie and Monica. They left at 12.49 a.m. So that's like a whole hour behind. Mm -hmm. That team was quite, that group of teams was quite a bit ahead. Steve and Dave left pretty closely behind them at 1.05 a.m. And they're saying that they're like already in a lot of pain, (laughs) which is not good. No. So... Kind of just like a recap. Sheree and Monica, they are the NFL wives. Mm-hmm. Steve and Dave are the air traffic air traffic friends. So we'll just kind of like remind you guys a little bit more. Yeah. We, we kind of forget to do that. And then Kelly and John, who are the engaged couple, leave at 116. Sheree and Monica and Steve and Dave do the task. It's not that hard. Steve and Dave are at the bottom of the hill and they're like waiting for John and Kelly to come. And they're going to take their taxi and take that to the train station. So they're, like, waiting for a team to leave their taxi and take it, which... Is smart. Yeah. (laughs) But the Kelly and John's taxi takes them to the top of the hill, not the bottom where they're supposed to catch the The van to take them to the top with the raft. So they slide down the hill on their butts. Like, (laughs) it's, like, so steep. And they're going really fast. (laughs) And Steve and Dave are just at the bottom like, these two are idiots. Yeah, they were not amused. <laughs> like, they're going to get really hurt. And, it looks kind of fun, though. But then I don't see Kel- I, I don't see Kelly and John actually do the rafting part. I'm wondering if them just sliding down on their butts was the, tax- like, the task. I don't think so. I wouldn't think so either. But I didn't see them actually do the raft. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to get to the pit stop and they're going to be like, you guys didn't do... You have a penalty because you didn't do it right. But I don't know. I assume that they... I I didn't write it down, but I... We were just saying... Because I watched this on Sunday, which was only two days ago. And I just said to Sadie, it seems like Sunday was, (laughs) like, way longer than two days ago. Yeah. So this all feels like I watched it, like, two weeks ago. (laughs) So I don't remember... But, uh, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter in the end. So. (laughs) Next team to leave the pit stop are John and Al. They are the friends who are clowns. And they left at 1.22 a.m. Right behind them, Russell and Cindy left at 1.44 a.m. They are the couple that's not dating, but Cindy is in love with Russell. A weird situation there. (laughs) They leave the pit stop and they immediately, like, go the wrong direction and start hiking uphill. And go the wrong way. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they got way lost. Riken and Chip, they left at 2.29 a.m. They're the husbands. And then David and Jeff, they are just like the bachelor friends. Mm -hmm. Left at 3.08 a.m. So these teams are like four hours behind the first group of teams. Yeah. So it's lucky that they have to catch a train. Yeah. And then... Tian and Jury were at 3.43. So, Russell and Cindy left the hotel at 1.44 a.m. David and Jeff left the hotel at 3.08 a.m. And then Russell and Cindy get back to the hotel 
after that. That's literally, they literally wandered for like two hours. Yeah. That was so weird. It was very weird. They're like hiking through the woods. Like, yeah. all they had to do was walk one and a half miles to this Olympico. And like everybody else got there so easily. And yeah. They really I struggled. <laughs> I don't get how they got that lost. So at this point, everybody is talking about how they want to get rid of Riken and Chip. Saying that they're a strong team and they need to get them out and stuff like that. Then we'll get back to some more of that later. <laughs> then Tian and Dre left at 3.43 a.m. And Tian is already talking about how Dre is slow and can't run fast. And it seems to be we're on episode two and she's already said that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like our weakness is that Dre I, can't I run. think it's Dre because... I paid attention to it, and it rhymes with Shuri from the other. Mm. So we have a Jury and a Shuri. Hmm. Okay, uh. <laughs> so a lot of these teams make it to that Colossal train station. They're kind of like all mingling there, waiting for the doors to open. It's closed. It's the middle of the night. Monica and Shuri, they go over to Riken and Chip and to David and Jeff, and they tell them that everyone is trying to get rid of them. And Riken and Chip are talking... They're like, they're like our moles. They're telling us like what everybody else is saying. Um, so Riken and Chip, they go right up to the doors of the train station that are locked. And they're like, it doesn't say anything about first come, first serve. So And we're bigger. And we're bigger. There's no line. No first come, first serve. It doesn't say that in the clue. It doesn't say it in the rules. So they just stand there right at the door. When they left the pit stop, their little interview said... We originally wanted to run like a clean and honorable race, but after seeing people cut in line at the airport, we're not going to, like, we're going to run a dirty race now, too. Yeah, we see how people want to race, so we're just going to do the same way. I still don't know how I feel about that airport situation. Yeah. Like, they didn't actually cut in line. Like, somebody else got the tickets for them, so. Yeah, they basically, like, made the choice for them. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Turn down the tickets? Yeah. Be like, no, thanks. These people were here before me. (laughs) Yeah. So Russell and Cindy finally arrive. And then this bus pulls up to the Colazzo train station. And they're like, where is this going? And the bus driver's like, I'm going to Alpi train station. And I guess Al speaks Italian and he kind of finds out like what's going on. The bus driver tells them all that there is a earlier train from Alpi to Venice. So like everybody gets on that bus except for... Kelly and John. Kelly and John. What were they doing? I know. I'm like, <laughs> they were there with the whole group. Where did they go? Like to the bathroom or something? I don't know. And then. Because the bus driver was like, I leave in three minutes. And mm-hmm. so they all just like ran on to that bus. And then Tian and Jury didn't got, get on either. Because they weren't. They were they there yet? I don't think they were there yet. Yeah. But Kelly and John, they like get on the train from Colazzo and they're like, where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Where did everybody go? <laughs> well, we need to go back to we need to go back to this argument at the door. Oh yeah, I don't know how I missed that. Okay, so what is the name of the dad? Steve. Steve. He had his backpack leaning up against the locked door, but Riken and Chip go up to the door and they literally just put their hands on the handle and hold it. Yeah. Well, they first when they get out of the taxi. They're like, is there a line? Does it even matter? Like, they're being, like, super snarky. Yeah. They go and they just, like... Because it seems like people are, you know, walking around. 
So they go up to the door and Steve was like, hey, my backpack's there. It's holding my position. And then they were like, oh, like your position in line at LAX? Hmm. And then Steve and Dave, the air traffic guys, were like, there was never going to be a ticket for you on Swiss Air. Like, I don't know why you're getting mad about this because you wouldn't have got those tickets anyway. And they were like, well, you wouldn't have either if you held your position in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riken even said, he's like, we're acting childish. Yeah, he said, when I was holding my head on the door, I know that was childish, but I just had to do it or something. I'm like, it was childish. You look like such a jerk doing that. Yeah. He literally was like, and they were trying to talk to him and he had his face forward, his hand on the Yeah, he thing. was just like staring at the door. It was like, so weird. <laughs> and he's like, don't push me. And Steve's like, I don't want to push you. Like, I, and you don't have to hold on to the door. You know, it's fine. Like, yeah, he's you like, don't have to relax. do this. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> It was so annoying. And then they all get on the bus anyway. Yeah. And he, Chip was like, Riken, let's go. <laughs> so Yeah. It was. Uh, vice versa. I don't remember, but. It was very childish and very annoying. If I was standing there, I'd be like, okay. Like, you know what? We're all going to walk through the store at the same time. Yeah. We're all going to get on the same train. Yeah. Why are it's you. It's like the first train of the day. There's literally not another soul there. Yeah, there's plenty of seats for you guys. Like, relax. Now you're just, like, making everybody hate you and, like, putting a target on your back. Over, It's, like, it's over. Just They caused the issue where they weren't even, like, (laughs) it wasn't even necessary. So I feel like they're making themselves the villains of the season. We'll see. They might redeem themselves, but right now I don't think people like them very much. So over to the other train. The later train. Tian and Jury are on that later train and they're fighting and saying to each other, like, you, you're always demeaning me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, you actually are. Yeah. <laughs> they're not nice to each other. No. They're friends, but they do not seem friendly. They are not nice. And then on the other train, Cindy and Russell are fighting. Mm-hmm. And that relationship is so weird, too. Why is she attracted to him? He's not nice. I don't know. He's not nice to and her. And he doesn't even treat her like he even likes her. Yeah. He is, like, always just, like, fed up with her. And she always has to remind him, be nice to me. You know, it's like... I'm your teammate. Yeah. And because she's mad that Russell is always asking everybody else but her what to do. Yeah. Or talking about, like, And that would be annoying. On. Yeah. And she has to always remind him. I don't know what she is expecting out of this, but whatever. <laughs> That train from Alpi arrives in Venice at 8.18 a.m. And they all run to the bridge, which seems to be like a well-known bridge because they get there pretty quickly and easily. Yeah. And I'll just hurry and tell you a bit about Venice before we continue. Okay. Venice is a city in northeastern Italy. It's built on a group of 118 islands. They're separated by open waterways and canals and linked by over 400 bridges there are 417 bridges in venice and 72 of those are private i don't know how you determine which one's private or what but i've never been there i do want to go there yeah i would love to in 2020 around 258,000 people resided in greater venice and the metropolitan area was about 2.6 million it says the population of venice has decreased in the last 50 years some experts believe that Venice could be a ghost town by 2030, with only tourists visiting by day. That's not very long. No. That's seven years. Yeah. That's weird. Why? I know. I don't know. Because 
Well, okay. So is it really sinking? Yes. It's sinking at the rate of one to two millimeters a year. Oh, <laughs> so fast. I mean, that, yeah. Um, it says... <laughs> it's not well, nothing, but... The city does face challenges, including an excessive number of tourists in the city center, as well as problems caused by pollution, tide peaks, cruise ships sailing too close to the buildings, and it has, um, like, a lot of issues with, like, maintaining the city because of all the water, like, it is sinking. It, yeah, that makes sense. Like, anywhere that's constantly wet, like, mm-hmm. water is hard to maintain. Mm-hmm. There's no cars in the city of Venice, just canals and boats. Gondolas. There are 400 gondolas. There's 350 gondolas and 400 gondoliers. Gondolieri. So they must share boats yeah i'm like is there it's like is it like a cap of 400 gondolieri like you can't have that job until you have to get like a permit from the city there's only 400 people i don't know but that's the statistics and is it like each gondolier owns their own gondola or is it like a i'm wondering if it's like taxis in new york city that's just what i was like Like what i was gonna say like do they rent it or you have a taxi permit but several drivers in a taxi Mm mm-hmm I guess. Um, so Venice was a major financial and maritime power during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, and it was an important center of commerce. It um, was a, like a main trade route for silk and grain and spices from the 13th century to the end of the 17th century. Uh, Venice. Let's see. <laughs> Venice. <laughs> I'm like talking while I'm reading. <laughs> Venice used to be the independent Republic of Venice from 697 AD to 1797. So for like over a thousand years, it was its own country or republic, which I didn't know. And the sovereignty ended in 1797 at the hands of Napoleon. And in 1866, it became part of Italy. So it's only been part of Italy less than like 150 years or something. I can't do math right now, but not very long. I wasn't even listening to you, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was hopefully, typing... hopefully the listeners are listening. <laughs> yeah, I was typing the title of this episode is now going to be Venice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. The lagoon and the historic parts of the city are a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, established in 1987 and the lagoon is under constant threat in terms of ecology and safeguarding the cultural heritage so it's under constant examination by UNESCO. In the 21st century Venice is a very popular tourist destination a major cultural center and has been ranked many times as the most beautiful city in the world. The Times has described it as one of Europe's most romantic cities, and the New York Times says it is undoubtedly the most beautiful city built by man. It seems like people love it or hate it. Like, I've I heard of like, a lot of people that are like, I didn't like Venice. That's I went the there, same thing it was like Paris. Yeah. But I love Paris, so maybe I'd like Venice. I don't know. I think you see it on movies, and it does look so romantic yeah just like an idyllic like to actually get there and navigate it and be around like a lot of people you have to be prepared for that Mm -hmm. you know it's not gonna be like a movie but it looks really interesting lots of history 
Very I have a unique lot of, city that only has boats to get around. And Yeah, definitely. I have a lot of clients that are like, we want to see Venice before it sinks. That's yeah. kind of the thing right now. Like, go to Venice before it's too late. Then they never actually go. I'm like, okay, this is how much it's going to cost. And they're like, mm. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Okay. So we're on this bridge in Venice. And the clue that they get is a detour. The choices are waterway or pathway. So the objective is like there's two different ways of traveling through Venice to get to the next clue. Waterway is riding on a gondola using a map to guide the gondolier, but you only have the map and you can't ask directions from anybody. And then pathway is you walk the streets, which can be confusing because it's like a lot of just like super narrow streets that kind of seem like they lead to nowhere. But you can ask for information from people. So I don't know which one I would choose because um, I, I would, would probably do waterway. I was going to say I'd probably do waterway because I there was another part I read, but you wouldn't know this if you were just reading the clue immediately right there. Um, there are no like those... The houses are not numbered like normal cities. Everything is numbered just by like squares and areas. So it's like very hard to find anything. Like even postmen or whatever have a hard time finding mm. anything. And mm-hmm. you basically just go by landmarks and by just people telling you where to go. There's not like very good directions. You just wouldn't know that reading this off the bat. But I probably would choose waterway as well. It seems like the, the waterways are wider and easier to navigate and i can read maps pretty good so all the teams choose to do waterway basically except for millie and chuck because they are the virgins yeah it's very important that we know that (laughs) we have to be reminded every 10 seconds and they're like if you can be in a relationship for 12 years and still be virgins that means you have lots of perseverance and you're very <laughs> strong mentally and stuff and it's like oh my gosh is that your whole personality are we gonna compare every single thing to this seriously <laughs> i literally think however long they last in this competition it's gonna be mentioned every, every episode. episode it's like well, and you know that the production is asking them that. They probably want nothing more than just to let it go. <laughs> I know. <but. laughs> I know. They probably, like, said it a, a few times in their interviews or whatever, but production keeps, like, reminding us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, okay, we get it, we get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not that I'm, like, I think it's, like, bad to say that. I'm not trying to be, like, a prude or anything. It's just, like, annoying that that's their whole personality. Right. Well, they do pathway they see like how many teams are doing waterway and they're like that's too many like everybody's gonna get bunched up and let's Mm -hmm. go do pathway and that worked out for them because they were done first and they got the clue that said to make your way to the route marker outside palazzo de mosto so the details of this clue are they have to go to this palazzo to attend a party but the party doesn't start until 5 p.m and they arrived in venice at 8 Mm a.m And they probably finish this task uh, by like 9 or 9.30. Mm-hmm. So that's a very long time to just sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's, you can like go out and do some sightseeing, which they don't mm-hmm. really get to do very much on the race. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of nice. But The other people in the boats are kind of 
they're not having a very hard time, but there's like some canals that are too small to go through and they have to turn around and stuff like that. But Steve and Dave are like having the time of their life. <laughs> they're just like sitting there like having We're so Venice much fun. on the gondola. <laughs> yeah. And they have a gondolier gondolieri that is very strong and buff oh yeah (laughs) people are like making fun of him they're like you guys are the fattest ones and he's going the fastest of everyone (laughs) but they're like just having a great time um chris and amanda they're the engaged couple correct no dating five years dating five years they're not nice to each other no amanda is sitting there with the biggest smile on her face just like oh my gosh, I'm so glad we chose this one. If we did the other one, we wouldn't be able to enjoy any of this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is Venice. It's so beautiful. And Chris is like, give that to me. You're an idiot. And he, like, pulls the map out of her hand. He's, like, so rude to her. I'm like, um, what? I didn't like it. No. Um, But they are the first ones to get the clue. Only because they were the last ones to go down that small canal. (laughs) Yeah. So they were first ones So when everybody had to turn around, they were the first ones out. That's the only reason why. John and Al were not too far behind. Really, all of them were not that far behind. Yeah. Tian and... Well, so apparently the second train arrives. They don't tell us the exact time that it arrives. Or unless 9:30. I missed it. 9.30. So like an hour and an 20 hour minutes and, behind. Yeah, about an hour and 10 minutes. Tian and Jerry are fighting about doing the fast forward. They want to do it. And I don't know which one's which yet, but one of them's like, you're slow. We have to do it if we want to stay in and stuff. And she's like well, no, we have to see, like, where we're at and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, I would hate to have a teammate that would just always told me how bad I was. <laughs> yeah. She literally is just telling her constantly how slow she is. And it's like, like, what? Does she have, like, a broken leg? I know. You're <laughs> slow. We'll never win in a foot race. <laughs> like, jeez. I was like, gosh. Because well, apparently she's a smoker. And the altitude is, she's said a few times, like, this altitude is killing me. Well, now we're at below sea level, so. That's true. <laughs> So it shouldn't affect you. <laughs> yeah, they are another interesting team that doesn't get along. T and injury do waterway, and John and Kelly do pathway. And John gets them lost. He's like, it's frustrating Kelly because he's kind of just running around he's like, without he, saying anything and yeah. taking her the wrong way. The whole point of doing pathway is that you get to ask people for help and directions, and they don't do that. Yeah. They're just using this compass that it doesn't even seem like they know how to use. She's frustrated, but the thing about it is that she communicates, so... And then he was kind of, like, responsive, so... Yeah. Um, but like we said, all the teams catch up at that palazzo because it doesn't start till 5, and some of them choose to go sightseeing, sightseeing, and some of them choose to stay. Millie and Chuck, they were the first ones to get the clue, but they were, like, one of the last to arrive at the palazzo and, like, yeah. find everybody there, so they must have got lost, too, or... Yeah. That Just like, I don't know, maybe took their time or something. Yeah. So Steve and Dave decide they want to do the fast forward because they're in pain. They have sore knees. And they want <laughs> to have a good start for the next leg to try and keep themselves in the front. Mm-hmm. I can understand their reasoning behind that, but you're on the second leg and you know that the you're teams all are even. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. I'd save it for the next time you have to and you're just like you can see that you're just going into a party and you have like 12 hours to sit around and rest your knees (laughs) go get a massage yeah (laughs) yeah so they choose to do it they need to join the comedia dell'arte something comedia comedia dell'arte 
and be part of the skit and the fast forward will appear and the team can claim it. So it's kind of just this, just like the silly the street show yeah. that they do like, yeah, this comedic play. And yeah, the clue says go directly to the pit stop, which is the, the Sita di Padova boat. Sita di Padova boat, which is docked in Venice's main lagoon. <laughs> the Palaz- In front of the Palazzo Ducale. Yeah. So it's not very far. We are very good Italian speakers. Yeah, I'm not, I don't speak Italian, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And they check in as team number one. And they don't get a prize. Nope. And apparently, Padova, Padova is Padua in Italian. Like, the city, Padua. I thought that that was the name of the city in Italian. Because oh. it's in Italy. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, it's like... So, yeah. I was confused because it said, go... Like, Phil said, go to the city of Padua. And I was like, but the city of Padua is, like, not in Venice. <laughs> Yeah. It's a different city, but that's the name of the actual boat, yeah. is the city of Padua. Also, you know that you're going to travel next, because you've been in Italy two legs now. So yeah. to choose the fast forward, you're going to get when you know, yeah, you're going to be bunched up in an airport. I don't know. They might be, like, far enough ahead, because the other teams have oh, to yeah. wait clear till True. five, so they might get lucky and get a flight out before everybody else does. I hope so. I yeah. hope it's not a complete waste. Yeah. So the roadblock is, so this party, the teams go in line, obviously only one team member because it's a roadblock. They, they go in one at a time. Well, actually four people at a time, four team teammates can go at a time. You get a photo from the doorman and the photo is a picture of like a mask and you have to search the rooms of the party and there's a bunch of party goers just like walking around quietly. They have masks on and you have to match the photo with the mask and hand it to the actor in the party and they'll hand you a clue if it's right if you don't get it right if you hand it to the wrong person they're just going to take your photo and keep walking away mm-hmm. and if you do it wrong you have to leave the party and then the next person can come in you have to go to the back of the line it's a very a lot of them are very similar yeah so it's kind of hard and there's a lot of people in there mm-hmm. and it seems like there was multiple rooms as well mm-hmm. oh and this is another thing like saving spots some teams did choose to go sightseeing and they came back and they were at the end of the line yeah that's kind of because the queue did matter in this instance (laughs) that would be really hard because you're like i literally have all these hours i'm in venice but i want to have like i want to go but (laughs) just with my million dollars i'll come back to venice i guess stay in line (laughs) (laughs) well reichen and chip were in the first set of teams that got to go in so Mm -hmm. russell monica chip and josh were the first four in and it did it did look kind of hard and i i remember seeing this like i remember watching this task or I like tasks like this yeah These i was like my just gonna ones. say that where it's like it's like a lot of luck mm-hmm. and like and a little bit of skill and just like paying attention to details mm-hmm. so these are the tasks that i like mm-hmm but Josh immediately gives his picture to the wrong person. Yes. And he has to go back out and get at the end of the line. And Jeff goes in. And Chip gets the clue first. Yes. So he's pretty happy about that. And obviously it says make your way to the pit stop, to that boat we already talked about. And the last team will be eliminated. Yes. Tian goes in. And this is kind of like 
a lot of like in, yeah out clue blah 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 tian goes in well Russell gets the clue mm-hmm. so then tian goes in and then then john goes in tian gets the clue too oh yeah pretty she quickly. was pretty quick chris goes in jeff gets the clue john gets a clue it all boils down to like monica is really she was the first she, one in. yeah <laughs> and she is still struggling in there. she oh my gosh and then millie goes in and chris he has his photo rejected so he has to go back out and then al he's the last one to go inside of like the first round for the first round yeah mm-hmm. josh gets to go in again for his second attempt and he gets it pretty quickly because mm-hmm. he kind of knows what he's yeah what mistake he made mm-hmm. and chris goes back in and so is yeah still in there she taking her sweet time oh my gosh if i was her teammate i know we will probably say this a million times over the seasons but like being the other teammate on a roadblock would be so anxiety inducing like you'd have I would have such a hard time just sitting there waiting, especially when you see... Like, watching all of the other teams oh, come out. That went in after her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing? And I really was like, what is she doing? Yeah. She didn't even attempt. For her to, like, attempt and go back out and back in, she probably could have gone out and in and out and in four times by now. She, like, didn't even try. And, well, when she walked in, she's like, I'm just going to, like, really take my time <laughs> and get it right. But she sure she did. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teams are starting to check in, and she's still in there because mm-hmm. she's taken so long. Yeah, so it's only her and Chris that are left in there. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's just, like, run down the teams and how they check in. Team number two was Riken and Chip. Number three is Kelly and John, which are the engaged, engaged couple. Team number four, Tian and Jerry, which are the friends that are not friends. <laughs> Team number five, David and Jeff, which are the bachelor friends. Not from the bachelor, but they would describe them as bachelors. Yeah. Team number six are John and Al, the clowns. Team number seven are Russell and Cindy, that weird relationship. And team number eight are Millie and Chuck, the virgins. <laughs> and team number nine are Steve and Josh. Which are the father and son. Josh. No, yeah, Josh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, still, still, nine teams have checked in and Millie is still in there. Monica. I mean, Monica is still in there, yeah, with Chris. And Chris failed another attempt. Mm -hmm. But Monica... Monica finally gets it. Her first attempt. It literally, every team has checked in. It's like... (laughs) I cannot believe that. And Sheree... And they did the fast forward... (laughs) <laughs> last leg to try to get ahead and then they do this yeah. like you know <laughs> crazy sheree wasn't even like mean or anything like i would i would have been like, i know i'd have been the... like what are you doing what, are you doing? <laughs> what yeah. happened in there yeah. so and then chris gets the clue right after her so it kind of is like a really close race to the pit stop and monica and sheree are like asking a lot of people where to go it's and raining it's, yeah it's dark by this point and it does look really close. And they edit it so, like, it's... The camera is, like, behind Phil's shoulder. No, no. The camera is on Phil's face. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, the shadows of the people walk up. And you're like, well, who's going to be? Mm-hmm. And then the person says, welcome to Venice. And in my mind, at this point, you're always like, please don't be blah, 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 blah. I was like, please don't be Chris. I want him to be eliminated. Like, yeah. please be Monica and Sheree. Please be Monica and Sheree. Even though she did not do a very good job, but I do not want Chris to continue. He's mean. He is mean. And luckily, he didn't. He's it wasn't gone. him. <laughs> it was Monica and Sheree. He checked in as team number 10. So that means that Amanda and Chris are eliminated. 
And Amanda seemed nice enough. She kind of had like a potty mouth, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think she was really mean to Chris the way that he was mean to her. Mm-hmm. So when they're like talking about being eliminated or whatever, she's like, they're like, what did you learn about each other on the race? And Amanda's like, he's still a little jerk, but I love him. I'm like, yeah, he is a jerk. I'm not that sad to see them go. They went, though, from first place to last place in one leg. Mm. So their average is six because they were one and then 11. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Average is six, but took 11th overall. I, I, I cannot find one single bit of info about either of them. That's okay. I'm not super interested in them. I doubt they're still <laughs> together. <laughs> I hope they're not. That's the only thing I want to know. Other than that, I'm like... That was really... I was like, are they just... Just are they together or not? But I I can't find anything. So her name is Amanda Adams, which is a super common name. So there's no way that I could Mm -hmm. just, like, go through all the Amanda Adams on Facebook and find her. And I couldn't find anything on him. There was no, like, social media on the Amazing Race wiki page. There was no, like, follow-up. Nothing. So Mm -hmm. I have no idea. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, yeah. Amanda and Chris, if you're out there, let me know. (laughs) If you're listening. We want to know if you're still together. And, okay, so we've been in Italy for two legs. I think probably, like, maybe somewhere like northern Europe. Poland or... That's what I was thinking, but, like, aren't they filming this in in the winter? That's true. I mean, they can go somewhere cold in the winter, but it's pretty cold in northern Europe. Yeah. Um, Italy, what's... I'm going to say Turkey. Okay. So I'll say, I'll, like, Romania. Okay. Okay. We'll see. And what else? Anything else? That was a pretty good, like, yeah, pretty good episode. I liked the roadblock. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it also was a good detour, so. Mm Mm-hmm. The only thing is just it kind of sucked that it didn't start till five. Mm Mm-hmm. But... They made it neck and neck at the end. And we're all pretty much on the same, like, in the same time to start out next episode, except for yeah, the fast forward. Steve and so Dave. I'll be interested to see if they get, like, on an early flight or whatever we're going to next. Yeah. I feel like probably the last 10 teams probably checked in with, like, within, like, 20 or 30 minutes of each other. So yeah. they'll all be close together. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.